Good morning, everybody. Um, welcome back to another episode. Um, excuse me if I sound kind of dreary. I'm so tired. This is my only day off, and my grandma asked me to do some running around with her this morning, and it's like 9.30, and I'm so sleepy, but you know, your grandparents call, you have to get up and go, so I don't mind, but I'm still a little bit tired. So I figured today, since I'm off, I'll go out and vote early because I work on election day. So to make it easy on myself, I feel like I might as well just go ahead and vote today since I'm already up and about. But anyways, speaking of voting, that's my first topic that I want to talk about. So today is Tuesday, and election day is, let me see, actually next Tuesday. So we have exactly a week. Seven days left for everybody to vote. I just feel like the youth of today, especially our black youth, have to abuse that power that we have. Because our ancestors fought so hard for us to get this right, and we're just acting like it's nothing. People die for us to have this privilege to vote, and some of y'all act like it's nothing. I look at it as, okay, our ancestors died, got beaten, killed, you know, they work themselves to the ground for to get black people in general to vote. Then our woman had to work an extra, you know, an extra mile for us to be able to vote. Because, you know, they say it's a man's world, but what's a man without a woman? So while I encourage, you know, my black people to vote, I strongly encourage my black women to vote. Strongly encourage. It takes nothing for you to use a little bit of free time that you have where you could be chilling with your homegirls or your homeboys or out shopping or out to eat. Go stand in the line and vote. Because it be the main people who don't vote don't let their voices be heard. They got something to say. Your vote could have made a difference. Your voice and your vote could have made a difference. But we will never know because you don't vote. So I strongly encourage y'all to go out and register to vote and vote. Yeah, the lines might be long, but it's worth it. It's worth it. Y'all will stand in a long-ass line for the new game or for some new shoes. Y'all can go stand in line to vote. Let y'all voices be heard. Abuse the power that we got the privilege to have. I strongly encourage that. Strongly encourage that. Because we really have to get Donald Trump out this chair. Because all this chaos that he's causing is just, we just need to get back on a straight, focused path. And I feel like If our black people go out and vote, then we can 
contribute to the steps to do that. So I just ask that everybody please go vote, especially my black people. Speaking of Donald Trump, um, the next topic was the final presidential debate. And I found it very interesting. I really, really liked the moderator. Um, I think her name was Kristen Welker. She, I really loved her because yet they had a new um, tactic that they was using with the cutting off the mics. I don't really think that they had to use it. And if they did, it was so smooth that you couldn't really tell. But how she kept control, like I said, what's a man without a woman? With their first debate, whoever that moderator was, I don't, I can't even remember his name, but he was so irritating. But the first, the whole, the, the first debate as a whole was a disaster. But he didn't make it no better. But she kept control. Yeah, she got interrupted a little bit, but we know who was moderating and who was the candidates. Like, it was a distinguished difference between the two. With that first debate, it felt like Donald Trump was the moderator, if you ask me. So, um, it was really civilized. And I feel like both candidates got a chance to get their points across without being interrupted, which was a good thing because, yeah, I don't like Donald Trump, but I still want to hear what he has to say because you can't pick a president just based off of the information that you hear from one person. Yeah, you don't have to like both, but you still need to know, okay, well, if Donald Trump is trying to do X, Y, Z, Joe Biden has a plan to do ABC. Like, I hope y'all understand what I'm trying to say. So, like, I want to see what Donald Trump says he's going to do and, you know, Joe Biden says he's going to do. So that way, if either of them win, we can hold them accountable for the things that they say they're going to do and that they want to do. Um, like I said, the election is seven days away. It's one week away. And um, I think that that last debate kind of helped finalize how people felt about both of the candidates. President Donald Trump and Vice President Joe Biden. Um, I'm really surprised that like there were no shots like below the belt shots thrown because we know um President Trump was talking about um Vice President Biden's son being out the military and whatever else he was saying. Like that's really below the belt. Like I probably would have turned up on Trump, but you know, put the past in the past. This debate right here, I didn't witness any below the belt insults or anything. So I felt like, you know, it was really civilized. And I'm glad that it was actually a debate. So we could have, you know, like piece together the endings of how we want to feel about each candidate. Um, yeah, I think I just think it was a good debate altogether um one of the news sources i think it was abc4 news 4 um they posted a little thing on a little post on facebook it was like um how to 
explain how you feel about the debate. And as I was reading the comments, a lot of people said they felt like the moderator pushed towards Joe Biden more. And I honestly think that she is for Joe Biden. Please don't quote me on that because I don't want to be wrong. But I honestly think she is. But I don't feel that she was leaning towards him more at all. I felt like she gave them equally, you know, chance to retaliate, well, not retaliate, but respond to what the other person said or um, answer the question and things like that. Like, she gave them a lot of leeway. And just because she asked one candidate more questions than the other doesn't mean she's leaning towards them. I think they just want to get a full understanding of how that candidate operates with that question like say if she asks a question how do you plan on trying to tackle COVID and if we already know how Donald Trump plans on tackling COVID why not ask Joe Biden if we don't have a clear understanding of how he's going to tackle it I hope everybody's following what I'm saying with that but I felt like she was very strong and I want to say she's a journalist for NBC and um, one of my, you know, mentors said they looked up to her, so I'm going to start following her as well, because just with that debate, she opened my eyes about how to operate when you're dealing with, you know, moderating things and, like, giving interviews, so I feel like she helped me as well, wanting to be an aspire journalist, so kudos to you, Kristen Welker. <laughs> Um, so while we're on the topic of, you know, like politics, um, I want to talk about how, um, Judge Amy Coney Barrett was sworn in last night, well, yesterday. I don't really know how to feel about her being sworn in. Like, I just, I don't know, because, like, she, she's very conservative, so, like, there's not a problem with you being conservative, but I just feel like she's too conservative. Like, the whole situation with abortions. Why are y'all telling people what they can and cannot do with their body? I understand to a certain extent, like, okay, if you feel like you're not ready, it's okay. That's your decision. But, like, if you keep repeatedly doing it, I feel like that's your decision as well. And that can um potentially damage your body so if you want to do something like that to yourself why not nobody can tell you what to do with your body and with the whole um lgbtq community who cares why is it such a big concern that somebody is bisexual or a lesbian or you know whatever they want to call themselves, who, who am I to judge, I, I have nothing against gays, or bisexuals, or whatever, I have nothing against them, and I feel like nobody else should either, so she was sworn to the, um, Supreme Court Justice, she's replacing, um, the late Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and I feel like that, it, RBG was for women and all their rights, and 
helping build us up. Like she helped us get so much accomplished. And I feel like it was a slap in the face to bring on Amy Coney Barrett because she is the total opposite of RBG. Like, I just don't understand. I don't really like her. And I can see why many Democratic um, senators didn't vote in favor of her. I was watching the news and a lot of people, especially the Republican senators of different states, was like, oh, the Democrats turned it into an interrogation and stuff like that. Why you couldn't answer the question that they was asking you? It's a simple, I can't, she was like, I can't answer hypothetical questions. Just answer it hypothetically. Like, what? what's the problem? I just don't understand her, and I feel like she is the total opposite. So the upcoming cases that she will be participating in um, includes the election, of course. And another thing, why didn't they just wait till after the election? Because I feel like if Trump doesn't win again, Biden should have got that pick. That's how I feel. But anyway, she's going to be participating in cases such as um, the election, Obamacare, um, and the LBGTQ community, and how the liberal people are against it. And my situation with Obamacare, I just don't understand how a, a lot of people are really benefiting from Obamacare. And I remember when that first was proposed, I remember like this, I remember this like it was yesterday. My grandma was watching the news and I can't remember exactly what kind of politician this man was, but he was talking about Obamacare and how they needed to get rid of it and how he didn't like it and stuff like that. Turn around and he had to get on it. So you made a whole big fuss about wanting to, take out Obamacare, but you had to get it, so for your health care. How crazy is that? That is very ironic, isn't it? So, I feel like they just need, if, if stuff is already set in stone, depending on what it is, and in this case, this is a good form of health care, I feel like. A lot of people don't have health care. I don't have health care, so if I have to go to the doctor, I have to pay out of pocket for it. I remember when I was going to get, I was going to get, I wanted to see my birth control taken out my arm. That was $900, and I had to pay out of pocket for that. So I feel like if this is helping many people, if many people vote in favor for it, why not keep it? Because I feel like they were just going to bring on something that's 10 times worse that only benefits white people or Republicans or people who have the money to afford it. If you have money to pay for certain stuff without having to struggle, why why not just pay for it? And I'm getting a little heated with that situation, so I'm going to just move on. But yes, Amy Coney Barrett is now sworn into the Supreme Court justice, and this she made the third person... President Donald Trump sworn in. I mean, well, picked. So we all know what that means. Um. So I've been.
been watching, well, you know, I watch the news every day, and a specific topic keeps popping up, pedestrians getting hit by cars, and I'm trying to figure out, like, what is going on, like, is it, like, happening when it's dark, are people not paying attention, are cars speeding, they can't slow down right away, like, it is really feel like an epidemic is happening with these auto pedestrian accidents. It seems like every time, so I try to watch the 11 o'clock news if I don't already be at work, and, well, 12, 11 or 12, and then I try to watch the 11 p.m. news once I'm already off. And I feel like every time I watch the news, it's a new auto pedestrian accident. And I'm like, what is going on? I feel like if you can help it, only if you can help it. Do not try to cross a major highway when it's dark. Especially if there are not a lot of streetlights in the area. You have to be really cautious. And I'm not saying that it's totally the pedestrian fault, but I feel like you can see a car before a car sees you, like the person driving sees you. At nighttime, well, I wear glasses. At nighttime, I have to wear my glasses and I got my high beam on. I have to drive my high beam on because I feel like I cannot see. So you can see the light coming before the person can actually see you. And then another thing with pedestrians, they like to wear dark clothing. Please walk with a flashlight, just like with the bikers or something. Like have a little light on you or something. So we can see a light before we see you. And I feel like that would be very helpful. And we'll cut back on all these accidents because it's crazy. People are losing their lives trying to go home. Leave it work. You know, it's crazy. Everybody don't have the privilege to have a car. I understand because I used to catch the bus. I used to walk to catch the bus to go to class every day before I got my car. So I understand. But also, you have to be cautious. You cannot try to beat a car. If a car is already look like it's speeding, just let the car pass. I used to have to cross University Boulevard. I went to Charleston Southern. The bus stop was across the street by Trident Hospital. So when I was going to class, I used to... You know, that's a busy highway. So I used to press the button to let them know that somebody was trying to cross the street. When the lights stopped, I would wait till all the cars stopped completely because, you know, it's them cars that try to, you know, go through the red light. And then when the sign said walk, that's when I'll walk. I don't play up in between the street because, like I said, these cars are crazy. They'll try to, you know, zoom through the light. Oh, I can beat it. I can beat it. You already walking. Now you don't get hit. So you have to be very cautious. I just feel like this was an important topic because it's becoming an epidemic, feel like. But I'm not totally saying it's the pedestrian's fault because on streets with a speed limit is 30, do 30. Especially if you're like in a neighborhood, like on a neighborhood street. And, like, especially if, like, houses on that street. Cars can jump curbs and shit and hit 
pedestrians. So I'm the drivers have to be just as careful as the pedestrians. Y'all like to do 80 miles per hour in 40 lanes. Then when you finally see somebody crossing the street or you run a stop sign or something, you not hit the person. Now you going to jail. Because you were speeding. That's crazy. Alright, so another topic. I don't know what is going on with Dorchester District 2 because I know last week I was talking about how they have virtual classes on election day. Which is ridiculous. But now, parents are saying that the hybrid model is not working. They are pushing for their kids to go back to school, you know, full time. So not hybrid. So hybrid is you, I want to say you do two days in the classroom, two days virtual, or three days virtual. It's like a split. I don't really know what is what, but it's like a split. And um, I just want to know, why do parents feel like it's not working? Is it because you can't give your child your full undivided attention? Or is it because you're trying to work, like, especially if you're working from home, you're trying to work, your child is in school, what if they need help? Or you can't focus on your work because you're trying to make sure your child is, you know, good with their education. Like, are these some of the factors that are contributing to them feeling like it's not working? And if so, how could that be fixed? Now, on the other hand, if parents don't work from home and they work, they go to work and they just don't feel comfortable leaving their child home with maybe an older sibling or somebody, or maybe they think their child is not fully learning. And I, to say that, I feel like since this pandemic started, I don't think that we've got the applied learning that we need. Because it's hard. Everybody, it was hard for everybody trying to transition during this pandemic. Nobody knew this was going to happen. But on the other hand, these COVID cases are spiking up, especially in the Southwest. We already had our little peak over here on the East Coast, now they're getting it on the West Coast, and it's it's crazy. But our cases have been going up as well, more than usual. You know, we started off with 2,000, 3,000, 1,000 a day. Then we dipped down to, you know, like around 900, dipped down again to about 700. So it's been between like six and 800 a day. And we've been going up as well. We've been going back up to like 900. So, with that being said, why would you want your kids, if they're already in a comfortable environment in their home, why would you want them to go out to school? And some schools are at capacity. And then I read another article that said Chelsea County was trying to bring on, I think, 1,500 more students to be in person. Are they equipped to do that? Is my question. 
I just feel like everything is being rushed. And I feel like if we slow down a little bit, we can get a grasp on this virus or even more so how to, you know, properly contain it. And then we'll be good. Yeah, it's been hard. It's coming up on over a year. We've been dealing with this virus. And everybody's, you know, kind of tired of it. But we just not, we just can't give up on, you know, like social distancing and cleaning and stuff like that. We have to continue to do this thing because if we just let go of all the stuff that we're supposed to do, it could get way worse. I just feel like parents need to rethink the decision of maybe wanting to get rid of hybrid and Dorchester District 2. That's all I'm saying in this case because that could be an overload on teachers as well, having more kids in the classroom. So the last story I want to talk about is really, really crazy. So this happened in oh Lord, I want to say Nevada. I'm trying to look it up right now so I can give y'all the right information. So this happened in, where is this even at? Mesquite? So yeah. Miss Quick. I'm not sure where that's at, but um a man threw a baby off the second story out of second second story window. And I wanna say I, I read an article. Well oh so the baby was nine months and the article I read the first time was basically saying how he was the baby's father. And him and the baby's mother was having an argument about something. And he just threw the baby out the window and set the apartment on fire. And killed the dog. And the baby ended up dying at the hospital. And he left the scene. Sometimes it's hard for me to try to understand why people do the things that they do. You're fussing with the mother, but you hurt the child. I find that very disturbing. It's it's sad that you would hurt your own child to that extent because you're mad at their mother. 
And he left the scene. They said he crashed many times before, you know, authorities caught up with him. And they took him into custody. And I think he was on charges with um, arson, animal cruelty, of course, killing a baby, and things of that such. But nobody could ever make me that mad to where I want to hurt kids or myself or even anybody else I really don't like confrontation at all like just last night my brother and my sister was arguing over something so dumb and I know me and my brother get into it and me and my sister get into it over small stuff but it's never to the point where like I want to hurt them and last night like they were fussing and you know I got up to kind of defuse the situation because I hate people arguing like I just want everybody to be happy and so nobody will make me that mad to where I want to like hurt a baby that's nine months very helpless so the baby lost their life uh because the daddy was mad and I'm glad they caught him and caught up with him because if they didn't, I would feel like he's living his life and she got, or he got her life taken away. And I'm glad he got, he's getting his life taken away. I hope they give him life because that was just ridiculous. You didn't have to do that to your child. That's just sad. But that is all the topics that I have to discuss with you today. Um, like I said, abuse your authority and your power that our ancestors fought so hard for us to have. Just make sure y'all go out and vote. It doesn't take that long. And even if it did, if it does take long, y'all stand in line for other stuff that's unnecessary and materialistic that doesn't help our world. So why not do it for, you know, a greater cause? I just want to keep thanking my audience that I have on here for supporting me and, you know, keeping me motivated and doing this podcast. If you have any feedback, you can also send it to me because I know this is not the perfect podcast. And every little bit of feedback I will take in because I know I need some work so if you have anything that you want to share you could comment or you know let me know and I'll be open and happy to take in any suggestions but thank y'all for tuning in and check me back out next week have a nice day